You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. I'm about to give you five good reasons why you should really fear the rake. This world is a strange one. You might think the rake is just a creepypasta, but to all of you about to comment that, think again. Creatures of that very same description have been sighted all over the globe for centuries. The rake is a smallish humanoid creature with pale hairless skin that torments you in your sleep and waking life. And these allegedly true stories might just show us how real the rake can be. But first, if you've ever spotted a creepy creature in the UK, send me your story at darknessprevails.org. I'd love to read it, thank you. Now, don't close your eyes for too long. When you open them again, something might just be sitting on the edge of your bed. Number one, Humanoid in the Woods, submitted by William R. This happened to me and a friend of mine, let's call him Kyle, during our sixth grade year of middle school six years ago. We lived really close to each other on an old gravel road in the woods, and we would go to each other's houses quite frequently after school. We would often meet each other at a corner halfway between our houses, then we would walk together to either one's house. So as usual, one day we met up and we began to go to his house. We made it there okay. So we decided to go to one of the many forts that we made for airsoft or just hanging out. We went to what we called the metal tent because it was a tent shaped structure made of metal sheeting from scrap parts nearby. There was also a babbling creek next to it. When we got to the fort, we noticed that most of it had been stripped and a crude trail laid down to the stream from where the fort was. We saw parts of our fort scattered all over as if the place had been attacked. We even found pieces of it down by the stream. Trying to think of an answer, we thought that his brother could have done this, but that didn't make sense because his brother had moved away not too long ago. We then thought that the wind blew it all away and it just slid down to the stream like that. But we'd never had any problems with the wind before. That structure had been standing as it was for years now. We were running out of theories, so I decided to walk a little ways past our wrecked fort. Maybe I was looking for more evidence, I'm not really sure. When I suddenly heard something rustling in the bushes ahead of me, I didn't think much of it figuring it was probably a harmless or small forest animal. I had no reason to be afraid, but then I heard loud breathing coming from the direction of the animal, and I saw something that I've never seen before, something I believe I wasn't supposed to see. It was crouched on all fours. Its legs were human-like, 
but they were incredibly thin, legs that looked like they couldn't hold up any weight. Then I could see its forearms. They were just as thin as the legs. And then I saw its hands. Its fingers were long and ended in points, each finger at least the length of twice my middle finger. Its body was completely bald and hairless, and its skin was pale. It began to crawl out of the bushes, showing me its face, and soon I found myself unable to look away from the deep black pits of its eyes. I'd never seen anything like it before, not even in my nightmares. I honestly thought it was a sick or infected homeless man or hermit out in the woods, but I pushed that thought out of my head. This thing was no man, because when it screamed, it made a sound that was far from human. It was more like the pained cry of a pig or frog, or even a wounded elk. At this point, my friend heard it too, and came running to check on me. He walked up to me and soon saw this thing. We looked at each other, then bolted out of there. My heart sank when I heard the sickeningly weird sound of its footsteps behind us. Luckily, we made it out of the woods fast enough and into his front yard. The creature didn't follow us past the tree line, but it did stare at us for a while before proceeding deeper back into the woods and finally out of sight. As soon as I regained my own consciousness, I looked at my friend and asked him to walk me home. I didn't want to stay any longer. A couple of days later, I decided to walk over and meet him at our meeting corner again. When I got there, he was freaking out, nearly in tears. He told me that thing had come back, making the screeching noises again, stomping through the brush and snapping twigs around the tree line as if to let him know that that was its territory and no longer ours. We waited at his meeting place at the corner, resting for a bit, then finally decided to go to his house. I couldn't be more thankful that that night was uneventful. Later on, we did tell his parents of our sightings of this creature, and they ended up putting up a trail cam or two in the woods nearby, but they never caught any pictures of it and that was the last we saw or heard from the thing again. We don't know if the creature tore up our fort, and if it did, we have no idea why, but it did take us a couple of years for the courage to return to us before we went back to the woods and rebuilt the fort. Number two, Rake Siding, submitted by Sophia. I'm from the Southern United States. I was born and raised here. Every summer I visit my dad and relatives in Alabama. In the summer of 2015, I was 16 at the time. As an adult, it still makes my skin crawl and keeps me thinking about what goes bump in the night. I no longer go out at night because of this story, let alone go out on a full moon. Well, I was at my grandparents' house. It's located in a rural suburban area. It was around 12.30 or nearly one in the morning and I couldn't sleep. So instead I was reading a book 
texting my friends on and off, when I suddenly heard the most disturbing screeching sound. It was like a mix of a wild hog and panther. Of course, as anyone would be, I was suspicious, so I decided to look out of my window. The window faces the neighbor's house and driveway, and at first glance, it looked like a random stoner was crawling up into the neighbor's driveway. I began to laugh. I wanted to take a picture of this pathetic person. But the longer I looked, the more I became aware that whoever it was didn't look right. The neighbor's porch light was on, so the closer it got to their house, the more I saw it clearly. This person had a thin and bony torso, and his arms and legs were abnormally long. His whole body was moving like some sort of spider. He was wearing no clothes, and his skin was pale and gray. He was completely hairless. It was some sort of nightmare caricature. It was wrong in many ways. My laugh began to fade, and the smile disappeared from my face as my stomach dropped. I realized this was no person that I was looking at. It was crawling very slowly up their driveway. It felt like I was staring at it for an hour. It said it was moving from side to side, sniffing the air like it was hunting for something. Then the animal stopped moving. It turned its head and looked me dead in the eye through my window. Its eyes seemed to glow in the moonlight and in its mouth glistened what appeared to be fangs and a long pointed tongue. In a split second, the creature was crawling at top speed down the driveway and into my grandparents' yard. I covered my mouth to muffle a scream and I hid away from the window. I closed my eyes because I was scared for my life at this point. A long five minutes later, the creature let out another screech. This one was right outside of the house. I finally decided to get up and lay down to calm myself. All night until the sun rose, I heard something tapping at the window, something breathing just outside. It was there for hours, and for as long as I could still hear it, the tears would not stop pouring down my face. I was so horrified that when the sun finally came, I was overwhelmed with euphoria. After that, I searched all over the internet to try to figure out what this thing was. I never told anyone. I never knew what it truly was until last year at a Halloween party. A group of friends and I were sharing our most terrifying true stories. My friend Ray pulled me to the side and said, what you just talked about, it's something called the rake. I almost laughed at the name. What is that, I thought. He then showed me a picture of the thing, and my adrenaline skyrocketed. The picture of the rake looked exactly like the creature I saw that summer. My face drained of all color. My friend made that, okay, I'm sorry, I'll shut up look. He didn't say much about it afterwards and we dropped the subject. Today, if I ever hear a small tap at the window or rustling just outside, I become instantly awake and I can't stop shaking. 
This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Number 3. The Screeching Rake Submitted by Kyle I'm a 24-year-old guy, and I do a lot of woodworking, usually accompanied with my friend James. We have a shop that's located in a very rural area in the eastern United States. It's surrounded by dense forest and a large field on the right side of our building. Now, to start the story, James and I were wrapping up a long night in the shop. It was probably around midnight by the time we were finally done. We were cleaning up and getting ready to shut down for the night when we both thought we heard a strange screeching sound in the distance. We were chilled for a moment, but concluded that it was just a coyote as frequently we'd seen a lot of them hanging around there, and we thought nothing more of it. The real terror began as we were about to head home. We were shutting off all the lights and locking the door. James was getting into his truck, and I finished locking the front door and went over to his driver's side door. He was complaining about how he dropped his phone in the mud when we both stopped dead in our tracks. The sound came again except this time it was far louder and a lot more drawn out. The best way I can describe it 
is a mix between a drunk old man yelling with a sharp hissing sound. James looks at me in absolute shock and mumbles, what the heck was that? I couldn't even choke an answer because I was just as clueless. As soon as I came back to my senses, I scrambled around the truck to the passenger door and I got inside with him. We sat there quietly for about 10 minutes with no incidents. James was always an adrenaline junkie and got curious when he got scared. He looked at me and he said, we need to go see what that thing was. And I replied, no, are you crazy? Relax, we're inside the truck. Whatever's out there can't get us in here. Feeling a bit more relieved, I agreed because honestly, I was curious myself. So he grabbed the spotlight from the back seat and we began to slowly drive through the field towards the hill that went up to the woods. The way that the forest is set up is rather strange. It's in the shape of an L around the building with the path in the middle going up to a large hill with another field at the top. I rolled down my window about halfway and I turned on the spotlight. What I saw next will probably haunt me forever. I made the mistake of shining the light up the path and at the very top, roughly 100 yards away, was a very strange looking creature. It was rather large on all fours and it was really skinny. Probably most disturbing was its pale, nearly gray color. It looked like a very tall man trying to act like a dog and its eyes were the scariest part. They were locked onto us like a statue. The eyes were glowing vibrantly. Then in a literal fraction of a second, the thing took off to my left. It was gone by the time I blinked. But being that it was so far away, we had convinced each other that it was simply a coyote. We decided to head in its direction in order to lead it away from our property. When we got to the top of the hill, we took a left into the creature's direction, which headed into the next field. Now, this field has much more vegetation than the last. You have to go to the very end in order to turn around where there is a loop path. It's the only spot that allows you to do so. We get into this next field and we follow the trail. I'm scanning the field with the spotlight as James drives ever slowly. We stop the truck immediately when we both hear a lot of rustling in the grass beside us. We couldn't see a thing due to the thickness of the grass. The only thing we could hear at the moment was that whatever it was, it was moving unbelievably fast. The noises stopped, so we continued on. We were nearing the end of the field, which goes slightly further uphill and gives a good view of the field we're in. As we were turning around to go back, I noticed something in the blackness about 100 feet away. It was a tall and slender figure, much taller than the grass around it, which was strange because the grass itself was about as tall as our truck. To say the least, I wish it would have been a tree, but no, as we turned towards it for the headlights to see the figure, we realized it was the same thing from before. This time, it was standing on two legs. 
Again, in an instant, it went back down on all fours and bolted into the grass. About 10 seconds later, it bolted across the path into the patch of forest that was a border to the other field that our building was in. At that point, we were on the nope train. Even James was noticeably scared at this point, which was rare for him. We must have been going 50 miles per hour in that truck back along the path. I don't know why, but I felt the need to keep searching with the spotlight. As we came down the path back into the field, which held our building, we did see it again. This time, scaling the field with incredible speed. It must have ran that entire field in less than 10 seconds and then disappeared into the woods on the other side. We still got the heck out of there as quickly as possible and we went home at record speed. This was only three days ago. I still have barely slept. I went back the next day and everything seemed fine, but I will never forget the look of that thing. Its images are burned into my mind for eternity. Number four, encounter with a strange creature. Submitted by Tyler R. I live in a small town with my brother and grandparents in Southern Virginia, about an hour away from Richmond. Living in a country-like area, you are bound to see or experience weird things, but this encounter happened to me while I was staying at my mom's house. My mom lives in a suburb in Richmond. Behind her house is about 30 or so acres of woods. I don't know who or if anyone owns it, this was during our summer break. My mom works as a nurse for an elderly lady, so she's forced to spend the night at work Sunday through Wednesday. This happened on a Tuesday night. Everyone had gone to bed except for me. I was up smoking and clearing my mind. It was a warm summer night, and I sat at the bottom of the deck stairs and packed my pipe. For whatever reason, I looked up towards the wooded area Standing just behind the chain link fence, I saw what appeared to be a figure hunched over it. I couldn't tell if it was facing towards me or away from me. I paused for a moment. At first, I thought surely it's just an oddly shaped stump, but at that moment, I saw the figure stand up. Bear in mind, I hadn't smoked yet as this figure interrupted me, so I was sitting absolutely still holding my pipe, looking at the figure. We both stood motionless for about two minutes. Finally, I decided to place my paraphernalia down, grabbed my phone, and I opened the flashlight app. I had no idea what to expect or what would happen afterwards. I really wish I'd just left it alone because what the flashlight showed me was something horrifying. Standing there, was a thin, gray creature, a little shorter than I am, so I'd say about five feet. It had eyes that reflected yellow. Before I could get a better look at it, it bolted at a wicked speed into the woods. I grabbed my things and went back inside in a rush. I made sure all the doors were locked before storing my things. By that time, it was one in the morning, 
so I decided to play some Battlefield Hardline on the big living room TV to get my mind off of things. The living room had a huge bay window facing to the backyard. They were closed, and when I came back inside, I didn't dare open them. Sure enough, I must have fallen asleep at one point, as the next thing I remember was waking up to see that it was 10.30 in the morning. I was on the living room couch. I thought it was odd that no one had woken me up sooner, as it was so late already and I was in the living room but I just assumed everyone had already left for the day. There was only ever one other time that I encountered that creature. About two weeks later, I was in my room at about nine at night watching Hulu or some such service when I glanced out my bedroom window, which also faced the backyard. I saw a shadowy figure slowly creep across the yard. It caught my eye and I immediately thought it was the same creature as before. I ran to the living room to see if I could see it from the bay window. I saw the creature edge closer and closer to our next door neighbor's yard. I motioned my mom's boyfriend over to look at the creature. All he could do was gasp. I saw a faint orange twinkle in its eye, which I can only assume was a distant streetlight reflecting off of it. It quickly scrambled over the tall wooden fence and out of sight. I'll never forget the summer of 2016 and the sight of that creature. I tried to research him later on, but my best guess is that it was a creature similar to the rake due to its color and shape. That being said, I didn't see its hands, so I can't verify if it had long, sharp fingers, and I didn't go out after dark for a while especially at my mom's, unless it's to go to my car. I pray I don't see that creature again. No one else besides my mom's boyfriend has said anything about it, so I think we must have been the only ones to see it. I'm just glad it decided to run away that night instead of chowing down on me. And number five, my encounter, submitted by... Declan. I've tried to forget this. I've never wanted this. But that thing is going to haunt me until the day I die. I remember the day in northern Yukon. I went on a walk with my dog Sapphire on a dirt path just a few meters from my motel. I was staying there on a restless night. I wanted to take Sapphire on a walk because she was stuck in my car for a whole day and we both needed to stretch our legs. It was around 6.30 that night. I had left my phone in my room with my bag and some small gear from my car. You see, I'd broken up with my girlfriend a few days ago and I needed some travel to help me deal with it. It was quite a cold evening, but I didn't mind it even though I was raised in Australia for my first 20 years. I'd heard a crunch of twigs and saw a deer brushing through the forest. It startled me at first, but it was a doe, a very beautiful and peaceful sight to see. Then in the blink of an eye, it ran off, and Sapphire took off after it. I ran after her, trying to grab her by her collar or scruff, but the low dead branches weren't helping me, and soon I lost sight of her. I heard the noise of a motorbike engine and I saw a guy in a quad pulling up near me. 
He called out asking what I was doing out here. I pleaded with him to help me find my dog. He turned off his bike, and luckily for me, he began to search with me. We searched for around two hours until I finally saw Sapphire. Her tail was between her legs and she was whimpering. She was scratched up really bad, bleeding in some places. I picked her up and I went to carry her back to the quad when I saw a pale, skeleton-looking figure near the tree I was facing. It turned and looked at me and at Sapphire. Its eyes were dug deep into its head and its teeth were small yet piranha-like sharp. I wanted to scream, but I was met with nothing but my own breathing. It began to slowly walk towards us. I couldn't move out of fear. I heard the guy calling to me from behind me, and I saw him with his machete that he was carrying on him. It looked at him and screeched. It sounded like someone trying to blend screwdrivers. It jolted away from tree to tree. When it left, I collapsed. I was shocked, horrified. I felt the guy place his hand on me and told me to follow him back to the quad fast so that we could go back to the motel. We called the vets and they sent a vet over. Luckily, Sapphire was fine, but the vet had no idea what caused those scratches. They soon left and I could not fall asleep. So I pulled out my laptop and I began Googling things, trying to find out what I saw that day. Two things came up in the search, the rake and the Wendigo. I wouldn't believe it if I never saw it, but I did, and I wanted to die when I was staring at it. I never want to see anything like that again, but I have to face my demons someday but no one should ever have to encounter the Wendigo or the Rake in their lifetime. Do you believe in the Rake? Or do you believe it's simply a myth, a creepypasta, a work of fiction? If we can agree on one thing though, it's that people from all over are seeing something Something bizarre, something thin and pale and barely human shape, something you don't want to wake up to with its face staring at you from beside your bed. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to send me your UK monster encounter soon at darknessprevails.org. Thank you. To anyone listening, as always, Stay safe out there and stay creepy. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.